Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. I sat courtside with Ice Cube. I forget who the player was. They came up to him and said something to him. And he was like, hey, y'all lose. You might want to keep your eye on the game. He said it with such a serious look that I was like, ooh, that's cold. What's up, you guys? I'm Rachel Namita, and welcome to the Courtside Club. Today, I am joined by actor, comedian, my good friend, and an NBA super fan, Lamorne Morris. Welcome to the Courtside Club. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, when you say NBA super fan, I want the folks out there to understand something very specific about this. Okay. Former basketball player. <laughs> just say it. I'm not just a dude off the street. I'm one of the best basketball players you probably know. Explain. I don't think there's anything to explain. When did you play basketball? Don't I don't worry. think I know this. Let's not worry about the details. I think, that, <laughs> see, I, th- I think that's a problem is you're trying to focus in on like specifics. I'm talking like the overall thing here. I'm highly skilled, highly trained. Okay. Excellent basketball player mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Okay. 2K rating? My 2K rating? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I felt um, slighted because I was a 90, I was a 95. Oh. I thought I should have been 96 uh, yeah. right there with Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, LeBron, Steph, whoever else, Jokic. But you know what I mean? That's Ronnie. Him and I got problems. We've always <laughs> had problems. Uh- <laughs> so now we're on the fan side. We've retired from the game. 96, 95 rating. 95 was rating. Yeah. We yeah. actually met, though, through the NBA. We did. I, I had no clue you were a basketball fan. Yeah. How did we meet? I, I know we met because of basketball. Was it? So it was, I remember, mm-hmm. it was an NBA. The NBA threw a party for the NBA finals. It was like a viewing party, right? Yes. You and I were there. There were some YouTubers there. And then also the other comedian. The other one. No. It was the other comedian. <laughs> no, he's like super famous. King Batch. Anderson. No. Anderson Silva. No, no, we did talk about him on the last show, though. <laughs> Wait, isn't that his last name? Anthony Anderson. Anthony oh, yes, Anderson. we hosted. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. now I remember. So we were no. there, got to watch the finals together. Mm-hmm. You were going hard for the Cleveland because yeah. LeBron was there. I'm a huge LeBron fan. Yeah, I but am. you're it's weird to me because you're from Chicago. Listen, again, you get too much into specifics. I think that's the issue there. You got to understand where greatness lies. Okay. okay. Greatness lies in Chicago, sure. Okay, once upon a time. And they're good now. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. So he supersedes any logo you can put. He transcends any organization you can put on his jersey. What does your family and friends say in Chicago? They don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> um, haven't heard or seen You've been them. <laughs> I've been banished. Uh, whenever I get to the airport, there's extra security for me. Um, no, I'm, I mean, listen. Michael Jordan is fantastic. He's the second greatest player of all time. I don't think there's any shame in that. Okay. Like, I'm, there's no shame in being the second greatest player of all time. Not, that's a great accomplishment. But why? So why do you rank them like this? You know that we're on ESPN's YouTube channel. They love this debate. Huh. ESPN loves the I know. Let's all MJ talk about it. Yep. LeBron <laughs> debate. But I do yeah. want to hear somebody because I grew up in Akron, mm-hmm. grew up in Ohio, like. I grew up in the LeBron era. I didn't even mm-hmm. get to see Michael play yeah. that much. Yeah. So I want to know from your perspective. I, I mean, I, I, I probably, um, I probably tribute longevity to the conversation more than some people would like to, because in order to be that good for that long, it's, it's insane. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan, yeah. 
I would say Michael Jordan's peaks were definitely higher than than LeBron's. But LeBron's peaks were right under his in certain aspects, and in some aspects, a lot higher than his. But mm-hmm. he's been doing it going on twenty years, which is which is crazy. You know what I mean? By the time I turned twenty years old, I had a beer belly. You know what I mean? I was lazy. My, LeBron James is shredded. But you were still crossing people up on the court, right? I crossed LeBron over when we were fourteen. That's on ESPN. You guys go look that up as well. <laughs> it's out there. The clip is out there. I definitely did. This is a fact. I'm not. That's not a joke. Okay. When, when we were 14 years old, we'll take it to the archives. Yeah. Um, but no, I. I don't know. I think you. You got to look at statistics. Some people don't. People use the eyeball test, and sometimes your eyes lie. Sometimes you just there's a there's a certain romanticism to 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 history where we go. Man, I'm from Chicago. Michael Jordan missed some shots now. We make it seem yeah. like he didn't, you know. Um, LeBron James got a – that man's good, really good. But I, I feel like people will rebuttal that and say Michael has this many rings or he yeah. has this many defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. He, had one, he, had, he had one defensive player of the year, correct? We all know LeBron should have won defensive player of the year and then gave it to Marc Gasol. Let's be honest. Marc Gasol didn't even make it all defensive team. But he was the defensive player of the year. Or maybe it was all defensive first team. But he was defensive player of the well, year. Well, question for you then. Do you feel like the NBA gives defensive player of the year too often to just the biggest guy? It's always... Um, because it's easier, right, it, as, as a bigger guy in that position to, to get blocks and kind of get numbers in that regard. I mean, maybe. I just think that I know in that case, I just think during that time, Memphis had a Memphis, their defensive capabilities were they may have been at the top of the league. Yeah. But I think you're forgetting the fact that Tony Allen was also on that team. One of the all time greats defensively. Marcus Hall, also one of the all time greats defensively. However, that year, LeBron James is guarding one through five. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, And. so he doesn't even have the opportunity to do as much like to get the stats that big men can get. When they're, am I wrong? No, no, I just think in defensive that, rebounds, blocks. But I, I, th- no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I just think that was a special instance. It was because yeah. Le- we knew LeBron was going to win MVP. So they were like, so okay, like, let's, give it, to let's give it to this guy who yeah. will probably never do anything. You know what I mean? No, dis- no disrespect to Marcus Hall. He's fantastic. Yeah. Have you heard his accent? What a sexy beast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Handsome fella. I'm sure he's good with the community. But I'm saying in that year, <laughs> that was LeBron's year to win it. Yeah. And he still talks about it. He's I'm pissed about it because people use that in the in the Jordan argument. Right. You know. So the Lakers then. So are you a fan of LeBron wherever he goes? Yeah. Are you a fan of whatever team he's on, I guess? I'm a fan of whatever team LeBron's. I'm a I'm a I'm a player first fan. You know what I mean? I have my players that when okay. they go when they go move around to certain teams, I'm rooting for those teams. I can't root for the jersey because then these owners who I don't know who they are will can ship you off anywhere. And I'm not supposed to root for, you know, Joe Schmo because you you just brought him over to the team. Like, no, I don't want to watch mediocre basketball all day. That's terrible. You know what happens to a mediocre TV show? They cancel it. <laughs> you can't cancel a mediocre basketball thing. We're forced to watch it because that's the region we're in. No. But where's that, like, hometown pride, you know? Or it's not in sports. Do you have it in any sense of Chicago? Yeah, I always root for the Bulls. But I'm just a LeBron fan. No, who said you had to choose one? When you wake okay. up in the morning, do you always eat oatmeal? No. Sometimes. Man, that would be a boring life. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes <laughs> I want a burrito. You know? I'm just pressing you because I'm also the same way. I'm not 
I don't really ride or die hard for one team, especially in basketball because I've worked in it so much as well. Yeah. It's like you do start becoming player first. Yeah. Or also you're just a fan of good basketball. So you see certain yeah. teams like their style of play or yeah. what they're about. Like even the Warriors, for example, like I root for them because I think it's cool what they've mm-hmm. done with that team and what that with that system. Yeah. You know what I mean? How I hate them. kind of stuck together. I hate them. Why? Because they're so good. And they're so good. <laughs> I hate it so much. They're so good. Every I feel like every player on that team is a starter. Even the bench players. You know what I mean? Like, is Kaminga in the lineup? I think Kaminga could go play anywhere in the world as a 19 or 20-year-old and start. He's that good. Yeah. Jordan Poole is an all-star. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I just – that team is so unfair. It, the way they can put a team together, that is like an organization that I'll, like, take my hat off to. That's – yeah, you know, but you know, if the if you if you, let's say you live in Oakland and let's say they ship off Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond, let's say all of a sudden they ship those guys off for some sort of financial purposes, are you really going to sit there and be like, yeah, this is going to be the new? I can't wait. This is the year. No, you're gonna you're gonna go and root for your guys somewhere else. So, being a player first fan, how do you feel about the players really taking control of the league, more control over the league lately, and being able to? demand trades or go different places or express when they're not happy with a team i think it's great um a lot of the bullying tactics i'm not sure i'm not sure if i like that so much um because there still is a fan base that does want to see you play i will say that but when you do things when you negotiate beforehand then i can understand you exercising your ability to to do that you know if you say you don't want to if you have a no trade clause and you don't want to be traded Great. That's in your that's in your that's in your contract. If you have a situation like like what LeBron does where he'll play out his deal and then he has the option to leave and go somewhere else if he wants to, yeah. then he's not he's not screwing over the, the, the fan base. He's that's the contract I signed. That's the deal I signed. Yeah. And so I'm just exercising my rights to do that. Now other players who are like, man, I'm gonna go gain fifty pounds and then like I'm gonna have like <laughs> lint in my beard, like no disrespect to James Harden. I'm sure he's a great guy. I don't know who you're talking about. James no, Harden. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about. I, I love James Harden. However, I'm just saying, like, stuff like that, I mean, ultimately you get what you want, I think. But, like, that was for certain fans. It it probably rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way. And it still is a fan-driven sport, you know. Yeah. It's a tricky thing, loyalty in business. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. um, if they, again, if an organization wanted to ship you off, then... I don't. Where's the loyalty there? Yeah. Where is nowhere to be found. But finally, when when these athletes have the ability to uh, control their own destinies, it becomes an issue. Yeah. It's like, well, you shouldn't. Yeah. Well, hold on now. I I would rather choose where I'm going than be shipped off somewhere like that. Right. I don't want to go to. Or find out on Twitter that I'm being shipped off somewhere. Right. Can right? you imagine? Like, that'd be <laughs> Well, there's horrible. been guys, what, what was it a couple seasons ago where one of the players found out on the bench that he was getting traded, like, in the middle of the game? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Which player in the league do you think has been the most disrespected by media, fans? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. I would say overall, like, throughout history, LeBron has been highly disrespected but he's also been highly praised in a way that like unlike you know we're we're comparing him to michael jordan for crying out loud he's become polarized for whatever reason yeah westbrook or 
LeBron. No, Westbrook, I feel like, has always been in that category, yeah. but LeBron has. And and I mm-hmm. think it, not even just from leaving Cleveland the initial mm-hmm. time. And I understand that in a sense, just being from Ohio mm-hmm. and not, I don't understand like the burning jerseys being like so angry with him. Yeah. But I do understand just like being hurt if you're an Ohio sports fan because yeah. you're like, dang, like this was like our star player who we've been watching since he was a kid. Play. I get it. Yeah, I get so it. I get that. But for some reason, he's gotten to this point where so many people hate him. Yeah, because Why? it's because it's it's easy to. Why do you think that Steph Curry is so like universally loved and LeBron has become this kind of polarized figure? Um, he hasn't left. Uh huh. LeBron was great until he left Cleveland. You know what I mean? I was saying, do you think that that was that's what did it? That's that 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 definitely doesn't hurt. And Steph Curry didn't have expectations when he came in the league. You know what I mean? He okay. didn't have expectations. Yeah, he was kind of like the, an an underdog in a sense. You know, yeah. he's been an underdog because undersized. You know all that stuff. You know, and you know you put your daughter on a press conference. You know what I mean? Like people right, that like melts cute. hearts all over the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you can't hate a guy like that with his with his family so adorable. Because he, you know? but you, because you say like when you're great, everybody like wants to hate you. But that is one guy who I feel like has been untouchable in a sense. Like people do not hate Steph Curry. When LeBron would dunk on somebody, you know, he used to like, he used to like snarl a lot and like do the thing, like, right, do all yeah. that stuff. People started comparing him to Michael Jordan. The okay. old head, the old head started hating that. So you're, he's now he's now telling you, like, feel free to hate me a little bit because yeah. he's doing kind of cocky, showboatish yeah. type of stuff. I guess so. Steph Curry, very meek. You know, oh, he doesn't I just, dunk really. Much. He doesn't dunk really. <laughs> but he'll shoot from half court, you know what I mean? Yeah. And be like coy about it at times. And just turn around. Yeah, turn around really and run like... the other way. They call him the baby face assassin. You can't yeah. hate somebody who's Who like a who's a baby face. Last thing on the NBA front, do you have predictions for this upcoming season? Uh-oh. Before before you before you say that, I okay. do also want to go back and like Russell Westbrook is one of the best players in the league. Okay. I will say that he had a bad season. And by bad season, I mean 18, 8, and 8, or whatever that was. No, I'm a big fan of Russell. Like, the thing I don't understand about him is, like, you can hate him. Again, if you go back to just, like, I guess what some would consider cocky. But to me, that's, like, sports. So it's mm. it's weird to, like, be turned off by that. Mm-hmm. But Russell, it, even if he is missing every single shot, he gives 100% on the court, like, literally every minute when he is in. And I don't think you could say that about any other player in the NBA who yeah. literally at all times leaves everything on the court. Absolutely. And he also has the only time that he's ever been disrespectful to, to media or whatnot is when somebody is disrespectful to him towards him first. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to me. Like you can maybe say, Oh, I don't like his style of play or it's whatever, but to hate him when he really is like giving all he's got is, yeah. is bizarre to me i think it was and like even a, from the media standpoint as well i think it was a media hit job on him it feels like that <laughs> like it really the feels Westbrook like conspiracy <laughs> it really feels that way i mean i listen i love the lakers and yeah it wasn't a great year but are we forgetting the fact that ad was hurt a lot of the year lebron was hurt a lot of the year yeah they were hurt the year prior yeah you know what i mean you and you bring a guy in and expect him to change the entire culture of your team yeah there was some weird plays Sure, the top of the backboard was touched a little bit too much with the basketball. Sure, that happened. <laughs> Maybe some airball layups. 
But guess what? It happens throughout the course of a season. A miss is a miss. I don't care how bad you miss it. Yeah. Man averaged 18 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, or whatever that was. You know how I many players would kill for those stats? Yeah. And that's the low end of a guy. Yeah. On his 14th or 15th year, whatever he's he's going into. I just think we live in L.A. You know, it's a it's a it's a big sports town. Uh, but the fan base, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. is not great here, like at all. Because when the Lakers were not good mm-hmm. for a while, it was you could hear like a pin drop in the arena. Like the fans were awful. And you go to the games and it's a show. And I'm like, you know that you can I, admit that. I, well, I I won't say I won't I won't say that. I will only say it's because it's one of those sports towns that's two teams. And you, when you want to see good basketball for a while, when the Lakers were down, the Clippers were good, even though they didn't win a championship. So yeah, I think that, that has but, something to do with no, it. No, but New York, the Knicks fans ride or die for Knicks. Yeah, but they're also booing their own team. What are you doing? Like I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather play in silence than that. I don't know. I just feel but, like there's passion behind it. You know what I mean? Because I just remember going to games in LA when they weren't good before LeBron was there. Mm-hmm. And it just like, I was like, wow, these fans are really like. The ticket prices were still high. That doesn't make any sense. I will say this, though. It's because it's L.A. A lot of those fans on the floor, they're wearing shades. So many diamonds. Yeah. They show up at halftime. They don't even care. Yeah, you're there to be seen for a second. They're celebrities. You know know what I mean? They're busy. They're all, you know, saving the world and stuff. Doing philanthropy is that what celebrities do yeah philanthropy <laughs> and you know what i mean it's for the kids everything and then i'll come to the laker game yeah that's what it is that's what it is so i i want to get more into kind of the entertainment celebrity side of things mm-hmm. your world a little bit more after we take a halftime break if you're cool yes. with that yes so a lot of our fans probably mm-hmm. recognize you from new girl you were on that show mm-hmm. for seven seasons mm-hmm great show thank you thank you very much I did you enjoy that. your time there i did i did it was fun man it was fun it was one of the uh i would say highlights of my entertainment uh career which has been great and still is it's still great we still communicate the fans uh, they come up to me every day i think it's uh it's always a positive experience yeah you know what i mean i think it's cool yeah okay so i'm gonna take you out of your actor role and mm-hmm. put you into the casting Yes. section of production yes what is that called i think you said it right casting okay i'm gonna put you in <laughs> casting i want you to recast the main five oh, man. of new girl only using professional athletes only so you using... can get super creative they don't have to be guys that you know act okay well, here's a here's a lob who's playing you who's, who's playing, playing winston who's playing me um my character started out slow on the show i was a replacement character but then... Wait a second. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I wasn't in the pilot episode. Yeah. And then I came in, and I got to say, it was a little... I didn't I didn't have my footing just yet. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really find my rhythm until the second and third season. Yeah. So Giannis Antetokounmpo was playing me. Okay. I am the Giannis <laughs> of New Girl. I'll take that. It's <laughs> so good. Giannis is the Winston <laughs> okay. of basketball. Okay. I hope Giannis likes cats. Yes, I hope so. Um, shout out to Giannis onto the coupon. Um, I don't know why I said that. Like I know him, I don't. <laughs> never met That's this man in my fun. life. <laughs> shout out to Giannis. Hey, what's up, boy? <laughs> I hope you're good. <laughs> never met him in my life. Uh, who is playing the Schmidt character? Um, any Jewish basketball players in the NBA? There, ha- I mean, there has to be. Yeah, Omar Caspi. Omar answer- Caspi. He still play. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Sorry. Who's the most? Um, 
for who's the most fashionable, flashy, kind of very uh when you say like flat I, I thought of like Tyler Hero, but then he's like acts too cool for school to be Schmidt. Like, yeah. Right? Well, oh, the Schmidt earlier years, that could be Tyler Hero. Okay. I could definitely say that in Schmidt's earlier years on the show, you know, before character growth, he was definitely <laughs> taking his shirt off all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, but then he, you know, Schmidt matured over time. You know what I'm going to go with? Okay, let's hear it. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. Okay. And here's that's a wild card. And here, here's why: Kevin Durant is a sure bet, no matter what. He might have had one bad playoff series, and it wasn't even bad. They just lost. You know what I mean? Which is mm-hmm. the most recent one. But Kevin Durant is guaranteed bucket. Schmidt is a guaranteed laugh. It's guaranteed. Okay, I see where you're going with no it. No matter what. Okay, I see no where you're going with it. No matter what, it's you're gonna laugh. It's gonna be. He's gonna be the most entertaining person on camera. So I'm gonna go. It's a tall cast. Okay. Very tall cast. Very very tall. Uh, Jake Johnson. Nick Miller. For Nick Miller, bartender, likes to drink a lot, kind of lazy, <laughs> <laughs> old old manish. James Harden. It's <laughs> because of the beard. I, can, yeah. I don't know James Harden. I actually love James Harden. I don't know him at all, but I'm going to go with James Harden because okay. James Harden is clearly one of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah. But like the Nick character was like chilling all the time and James Harden seems to be like a person who's always just chilling Very every time chilling. I see a clip of him he's at the club you know what I mean like <laughs> I know some stripper never mind anyway uh, I'm gonna go Nick Miller is James Harden okay now I'm sure for the folks out there I'm sure you have better answers but I've been put on the spot so I haven't, I haven't no really. I like this I like this CC yeah reliable okay you know the rely like this probably the rock of everything because she was so stable. I mean, she had some wobbly moments on the show where she was going through stuff and you know motherhood and all that stuff. But for the most part, you could say the most reliable friend that you could possibly have, and that is where I would go, Clay. Okay. Because Steph is great, but Clay scored sixty-seven points in a game once, right? Didn't he drop 67 while only dribbling the ball 11 times? Oh, yeah. That's pretty reliable. His footwork is insane. It's I... insane. Uh, and Zoe, LeBron. I'm, okay. I'm going to go. I see that. Just because, like, she she led our team. She can do everything. Like, there's not a category in which LeBron is bad at. Free throws, hey, man, you got to do a little bit better. But, uh, you know. If I got a 75% on a test at school, yeah, I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> that means I passed. Yeah. That means I did well. <laughs> uh, so, Zoe, I would say, there's not a category in performance that she's bad at. She's really good. And there are moments on that show where she's like, she can be doing an emotional scene. It doesn't matter the circumstance on the show. Yeah. She can do everything. She can bounce in and out of comedy to drama seamlessly. And, um, yeah. So, I, I would call her the LeBron of our, our squad. You dove much deeper than I was expecting. You could have just been like, oh, a little personality, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, I was trying to compare like their the players' attributes, what they're known for, their history in the league, yeah, to no. like what our characters were known for. No, it was awesome. Yeah, hopefully that. Yeah. If you're out there, please come up with a, a better top five. 
Yeah, comment below your top five. I mean, think about that, though. If you did put them on the court, LeBron, Giannis, KD, Clay. Who else did I say? James Harden. James Harden. Are you kidding me? What? Which brings me to... Wait. I gotta make a switch. Oh, no. I'm sorry, James Harden. Oh, I got it. Oh, James Harden, I'm sorry. You're turning into the Skip Bayless of James Harden on this podcast. No, I love James Harden. But you're subbing him out? Kyrie is Nick Miller. Nick Miller is a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) He is. He... Man, Nick Miller is, you know, trust big business. He does everything yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, true, he fixes true, true. everything at home himself. I got a feeling Kyrie is, I, feel like I got a feeling at home Kyrie don't call plumbers, okay? Kyrie's like, no, I can fix this myself, okay? I have a feeling Kyrie is that kind of guy. Yeah. And I think that that's the Nick Miller trait where he's like, no, I'm capable. I can, I can get this done myself. Yeah. I don't need to call somebody in my house to do this for me. Okay. You know, that's, I want to say Kyrie. Okay, we're switching you know, up. We're switching it up. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet you get with Caesars Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. So who's your starting five in the NBA right now? Play-wise. Because we just made a starting five for New Girl. It's the same five. I'm just oh. taking out Clay and I'm putting in Steph. Okay. It's Steph, Kyrie. Yes. Giannis, LeBron, KD. KD. Interesting. You know, I want to go. I want to go youthful because my second favorite player overall in the league right now, I want to say, is John Morant. But it's really fun to watch. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with him. But you know, there's still some time there. You know, I want to see something past the injury and how he bounces back. And like, I want to. There's Luca too. I love Luca. I love Luca. Luca is a youthful combination of like James Harden and LeBron to me so if he can like put it together and get out and win like something like big 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 yeah then you're talking about like an all-time great player in Luka so I I love Luka I just can't put him over I just I love Kyrie so much I I, I can't put him over Kyrie and clearly you're not going to take out LeBron Giannis or KD yeah and Steph Curry can shoot from here if he wanted to like that's just uh well he does before every game he's in the hallway I just know. like launching him and that then makes them silly to like, me okay see you later that is crazy to me. <laughs> see you at tip off <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so that would that would probably that would probably be my top five in the nba i would say and i so, would say yeah who, who's your list who's yours who's your top five i just might take out Kyrie for luca no, it's nothing against Kyrie. It's nothing against Kyrie. You're gonna roll your eyes at me. I've literally <laughs> sat here through all your hot takes. <laughs> no hot I switch takes. out one player. <laughs> yeah, right. You had some hot takes. LeBron better than MJ? That's not a hot take. We'll see. The we'll world see. is divided. <laughs> but no, I, I think like Steph, Luca, Katie, Giannis, and LeBron. I think that it, I think that is the five. 
That is the five. I think that is the five. And here's why. And here's why. To go back to why I think he's the great. That's why. Well, he's in year twenty, and we're still putting him in our top five. Is he the best oh, player yeah, yeah. right now in the league? Probably not. Maybe he is. I don't know. Probably not. You never know. But it's crazy to me that this yeah. late late in his career, we still consider him up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, longevity. Mike's peaks higher for sure, but not oh, a I- hot take. All right. It's not no, it's not a hot take. Not hot. It's a hot take because you're from Chicago. That's the reason. That is who's your, who do you think is the greatest player of all time? Well, I say LeBron because I haven't experienced MJ's era, but it's not a it's like not a knock to him. I don't know. I've seen more of Kobe than I have of MJ, so it's re- like it's just really hard for me to yeah. like put in that goat scenario. I don't even like I don't love that topic, but I, I do either. think it's interesting as to why people think of that. And I think in in basketball, we have the GOAT conversation more than we do in any other sport. We do because it's entertaining. That's the that's the reason yeah. why it's controversy. That's what yeah. it is. I can't argue like a true – I can't truly argue LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. You you can't truly quantify that. Yeah. It's, it is ultimately a feeling you have, Right. If, if you think Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time, which most of my life I did, then great. You know what I mean? I can't actually argue that. But for the sake of argument, I will argue it. And I'll yeah. try yeah. to ruffle feathers. And True. Like, you know, I'm from, again, you're right. I am from Chicago. And that is one of the reasons why I like having this conversation. People ultimately, when I do have this conversation with real, like, pure Chicago sports fans, I get smoked in the argument oh yeah i get smoked in the argument <laughs> but it's fun for me to have my friends from chicago shout out to the hard cap which is a podcast out right now sorry i gotta plug another no, podcast go for it. the hard cap my friends from chicago have this dope podcast they smoke me in the lebron and mj conversation because yeah. ultimately i'm from chicago so i know what michael jordan did i watched him play yeah but as i get older there is a there is something. There is something that has pulled me to the other side of the fence, which is the right side. <laughs> I wonder if anybody else gets in that conversation. Because right now it's just those two. Because it's it's it, that's also media as well. But you have to put yeah. you have to put certain people in that conversation. I think over time, I think you do put Steph Curry in that conversation. I think. I think greatest shooter of all time. I think he solidified that. Yeah, and there's no question he's the greatest shooter of all time. Right. But he's also now his handle is so crazy. His ability is so strong. His ability to get to the basket whenever he feels like it. Shoot left hand, right hand. You know. Well, not, he just has a touch, so he yeah. can get hit, and yeah. he still has that touch. That's yeah. insane to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. To once think of a guy as this tiny, kind of small, can't you know? You know, I mean, we saw what LeBron did to him in the 2016 Finals. He bullied him. Yeah. He bu- I mean, in 2015 as well, he bullied this man. But now, I don't think he can do that. He's the man hit the weight room. But I think something else has come into play because he has changed the way the game is played. And I do think that he single-handedly made, like started this shift. Absolutely. Like the game is a lot quicker. It's like the bigs are coming out to the three. It's people are shooting from anywhere on the court. Like you said, he will take two steps over half court on an NBA court and launch it. And it's like, you have to pick up guys now. Right there when they leave when their house. Have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you have to meet them at the bus. <laughs> like, think about the evolution of the game. You start with a peach basket, and people are just underneath, like right. doing basic stuff. Then the more skilled you get, the further you step out. Then it wasn't yeah. a three point line. Then yeah. the three point line is introduced. So then cats are shooting that. Then it was like, well, the odds of you making that shot are so low. I'm not going to guard you. And they were, and you would be right back then. Right. But now, 
Dame, Trey, Steph, you know, these guys are pulling up the moment they reach half court. Right. And it's money all the time. So kids now, that's just, that's their fascination because kids are small. They can't dunk. Right. They can't. They don't have muscle like that. Mm-hmm. Kids are so malnourished these days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of milk has gone through the roof. Uh, they are becoming vegan. So they're really thin. And <laughs> so these kids, they have to shoot from half court. Right. Okay. They got no muscle. So, I, and, I, and for me, I, something I used to do as a kid all the time. Me and my friends, we would just jack up shots left and right. Like, you weren't allowed to do that in a basketball game at all you get benched um or get cut from the team so well you are you were i was like that you was, got the green light that I was like that. all i was supposed to do <laughs> i remember that you got the green light yeah yes. you got the green light we spoke about new girl mm-hmm. your show woke yes um we recently we talked about it before cameras were rolling your your guest appearances on jimmy kimmel guest hosting appearances yeah. which is really cool thank you so kind of like tapping into this hosting space a little bit yeah you know i i i used to host i used to host back in the day i had a, sh- a few shows on bet um i, I don't re- think i knew that yeah i had a show called bet now i had a show called hot wired you know a guest host 106 in park a couple times yeah, I mean, hosting to me, entertainment is entertainment, right? You just, you just got to know how to channel that ability. Acting, I feel like you have to tap into a different muscle because you have to develop a character. You got to be someone totally different uh, than yourself. Obviously, you want to keep bits and pieces of yourself in there, I guess, to yeah. distinguish yourself from other folks. But, you know, hosting is entertainment. And if you have a good, if you have a good personality, if you have like, if you're funny, if you're witty, if you're charmed, whatever the case may be, if you're good in front of the camera, if you're a great conversationist like yourself. Thanks. I think people, you know, I think, I think, I think that's, I think a lot of people can do that. You see Kevin Hart doing movies and hosting. Yeah. Back in the day, you weren't allowed to do that. You had to pick, you had to choose a lane. Right. When I moved to LA, I only had a hosting in my back, in my background. I'd only had a hosting agent. It was so difficult for me to, to get back to my roots of of, of acting. Did you know? go to school for it? For acting, yeah. For acting. For acting, yeah. Um, so I went to school in Chicago, uh, College of DuPage. Shout out to College of DuPage. In Second City, Chicago. Shout out to Second City, Chicago. Also, shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, sorry, I do not know <laughs> Good this Good I'll text you later. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my, um, that's my background. And, uh, but hosting is definitely a part of it, and I and and I want to do it all. You know, I definitely love it and love yeah. that that process of being on Kimmel. Do you know Mark Steinis, who used to host Entertainment yeah, Tonight? Yeah, yeah. So I interned for him mm-hmm. my like junior year of college. I came out here. I was in school in DC, but I came out here, and um, he told me because everybody was saying like when you come to LA, you need to get a hosting coach and like do because there's all these like classes yeah. for hosts, right? Mm-hmm. He told me, if you ever need to go to class for hosting, then you need to quit now because it's not, you're not meant for it. <laughs> like, oh, basically no. was like, no, no, you like. Well, I mean, it and is I, And I would agree because I also studied performing arts in college. So I did a yeah. lot of acting. Yeah. I gravitated towards hosting more so. Yeah. But I do agree that it's like more acting is more of a skill and hosting yeah. is like it's more of an experience based skill. I would say it is a skill. Yeah. But it's just like you have to do it a lot. You don't you need to, to go to a class and and have somebody tell you how to host. The more 
the microphone is in your hand, the more the camera is on you, yeah. the more comfortable you become talking to folks. And you're right with acting, you know, you do need somebody to kind of sit down and critique you and, you know, tweak this and study and, you know, go back and read this book and, you know, figure yeah. out this trait. You know, you're playing a person with, you know, an accent. You got to work on your dialect. You got to work on this. You know, yeah. there's all those things you have to take into account with hosting. You just got to do it. You got to do it. You just got to do it. Yeah. Like you got to. <laughs> you just get thrown into the deep end and yeah. you just sink or swim. And in yeah. the beginning, you sink a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you watch like the first episode of 2K TV. <laughs> I was like, bruh, burn it. What's that audio on TikTok? Like, burn it. Burn it. Burn it. I'm like waving my hands around. And like, it's cute. You know, I'm young. It's like, it's, it's cute. But I hey guys, like, it's me. <laughs> also, hi. And, um, Welcome. Hey, guys. <laughs> never stop believing and always give up. Don't give up. Turn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In conclusion. No, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. So I was just kind of agreeing with you. But how did you and Kimmel kind of link up and did that opportunity come about? I was promoting something. I think uh first time I was on his show, I was promoting season one of Woke. Okay. And I had done it over Zoom. And it was a weird experience because I was in my house. This was during the pandemic when we were all kind of locked up. Second time I went on the show. We had a good time, man. It was fun. I, um, it was one of those things where you just, you get out there. I, I'm always nervous before I, an interview. I'm nervous before I'm sitting down talking to you. Really? Every time. It, I don't yeah. know what it is. Anxiety? I don't know what it is. I just get nervous. So with Kimmel, it, he made it so easy. It was just like tossing to jokes and to, you know, like when you're a comedian like him, he knows what he finds funny and he's been doing it for a hundred years or whatever. So he's setting you up with jokes. Like he's just tossing you. It's like he knows what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. He's just setting it up and he's so skilled at it because he's, again, he's been doing it for, I want to say he's on his 73rd year of the show. So he's been doing it for 73 years. <laughs> and he's so good, man. You know, so. Some of your jokes, like I can't even lie. Like I feel like I'm a little bit slow or like ditzy or something because like they go over my head for a second, but long <laughs> enough for the camera to catch me. Like, oh, she really, she bought that for a second. No, you know what I mean? It's just not funny jokes. I think that's what it is. Just, <laughs> no, I think I'm just like slow to process. Um, so how, how did you host? How did that come about? Um, I did a show. Uh, I guess he liked me enough to, you know, ask me to be one of the guest hosts, you know, when he went on vacation. Let's go. Cool. And I did. And I and I tell you, leading up to that, some of the most like nervous nights of my life, because you can't really prepare for that. It's just like this. It's just you get there on the day and then we they tell you what, you know, what we want to talk about. And then you just workshop a bunch of stuff with each other. Yeah. And then at that point, it becomes instinctual, because if you if you're in the comedy business, then you and you're around funny people, they kind of bring it out of you. And then they definitely help you along the way. His staff is the best you know what i mean a a room full of funny creative talented people it's like the you couldn't ask for anything better than that so and it's definitely a space that i love and you know i admire so much so you know late night hey man what's up (laughs) what's up dude what's up late night we'll just upload this episode of courtside club at what time like 10 yeah there you go. <laughs> Club. Do it at 10. Late night. Uh, late, late night. What late else? night with Lamorne. Sorry. Oh, I like that. That's Thank a, you very that much. That nice, means a lot. That has a nice ring to it. Thank you for saying so. That means a lot. <laughs> Is this the staff? What else <laughs> should we be on the lookout for besides like acting? Anything else that you're working on right now that you're excited about? 
Um, I'm just honestly, I'm excited about I'm excited about being a dad. You know what I mean? Like I'm a father. Yeah. My my kid just turned two. It's um, it's really strange. It's a it's a different muscle that you never worked out before, and you're thrown into the fire every single day. And like you, you know, my kid, man, my kid makes me laugh and smile, and uh, it, it's it's uh, people talk about it and people say it, but until you have kids, you you don't know that feeling of like pure genuine love when your kid like yeah runs to you when you walk in the door or when she like falls asleep on you or she holds you or hugs you like you don't want to be anywhere else in the world when that when that is going on and for me man that's like one of the it's crazy man it's really good me she's also two so she's also very wild <laughs> yeah very very wild i'm apologizing to all the folks at uh sophie's ballet <laughs> dance class you should take a play out of steph curry's book yeah you would blow up like steph curry <laughs> oh my you just start bringing your daughter into your interviews you know oh god her grab the mic she's popped her head in every once like when i'm doing them on zoom she'll just like papa oh <laughs> like, yes baby and she just come in the office and like you know yeah but like my god man my daughter is she's the funniest she's the funniest man she's i hope hopefully she goes into entertainment you know, her mom's an actor. I'm an actor. Like, I feel like it's in her genes. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. see. Lamorne, we are reaching the end of the game. So I have some buzzer beaters for you. Yes. Okay. I'm also known for my clutch gene. All right. Let's, he- let's see it. Yeah. Here we go. What is the best game that you've ever sat courtside for? Best game I ever sat courtside for might also be the there's two. This tied. It's, I'm tied. <laughs> uh, I'm not so clutch. Um, I sat courtside at uh, a, a Portland and Dallas game uh, with Ice Cube, which was fantastic. Oh, okay. And and we were uh, we were promoting barbershops. We were on tour. However, Ice Cube is so cool that he left at halftime or something like that. So I had to leave too because <laughs> the invitation was only extended really to him. Oh, okay, so yeah. he had to go. So like, I had who to go. Is this guy still sitting in the seats. Yeah, and I remember just watching how cool Ice Cube was because players kept walking up and saying stuff to him. I remember one time he said, I forget who the player was. They came up to him and tried to, and said something to him. And he was like, hey, y'all lose. You might want to keep your eye on the game. He said it with such a serious look <laughs> that I was like, oh, that's cold. That's funny. That's so cold blooded. That's funny. Because um, uh, me, I'm still intimidated by back. They're all younger than me, but they're like seven feet tall. And I just go, hey, whatever you say, sir. Yeah. You know. Uh, but I don't my, think Ice-T likes me. You don't think Ice-T? What's the difference? I mean, I was, Ice Cube, sorry. I was just like, we're talking about two different people. <laughs> Bruh. I don't know. I was at a celebrity basketball game and we were supposed to be coaching together. Mm-hmm. But hear this. Uh oh, what'd you do? My friend sat in his seat. Making mistakes downtown. Oh no. Why would she do that? Well, well, we didn't know there were like seat assignments on the bench, but I guess that was his seat and his management was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Like, that. Wait, you were coaching with him? Yeah, we were supposed Yeah, we were supposed to be coaching together. Was your friend coaching? No, she was with me. Like, he, I mean, he had an entourage of like ten people. Yeah, that's Ice Cube. I get that. Well, I was allowed to bring was his, somebody with yeah, me. Yeah, but to they the could have sat in another seat. Not okay. So we didn't know. I'm just saying it just happened to be a seat that I guess was his. But from that point on, he didn't really talk to me. So I want to say I've never seen uh, Eric Spolstra bring his homie <laughs> to sit right next to him on the bench. It was a celebrity game. Like Still. people barely even play in those things, you know. <laughs> and they asked me to play, and I said no, but I'll coach. You and so up. I was coaching with. Yeah, I know. So like, I'm on 
He probably doesn't remember who I am, but he definitely, yeah, he didn't like me. Mm -mm. I could text him, but I don't think his number works for me. (laughs) Keep trying to. Yeah, him and Jimmy. Mm. I don't think I got the right number for Ice Cube. Okay, oh, I also, completely sidetracked you. No, no, no. Second best game. The reason I want to talk about this one is because it was Cavs Hawks in Atlanta. Cool. On the floor. Only reason why I got invited to sit on the floor for that game is because they thought I was coming with Jason Bateman. Uh, mm. Shout out to Jamie Gertz. She was like, oh, Jason Bateman's coming. We're promoting game night. We were in town filming. Great. Jason didn't come, so I brought my boy with me. And they, the look on their faces when I showed up, she was like, hey, where's, uh, where's Jason? And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is he coming? And she was like, I thought he was coming with you. And I thought, and I said, oh, it was he? She's like, yeah, we gave mm-hmm. him two tickets. I looked at my boy like, oh, you got Jason's ticket. I was like, <laughs> I don't think Jason's coming. <laughs> I don't think he's coming at all. So basically, we're not allowed to bring friends. <laughs> yeah, but... The game, the Cavs were like up by 25. They end up losing that game. But the game was dope because, you know, I was on the floor. And I'm sitting there arguing with Will Packer about why the Cavs are going to win this game. Mm. Kyrie was, you know, gave me his jersey at the end of the game. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and it was dope. He still never signed it. So now I just got a dirty, funky (laughs) jersey in my closet without a signature on it. It's authentic. Yeah, it's it. it good. It's kind of yellow in certain parts. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and the basketball came over to me at one point, and I was like cool. shocked because Kyrie lost it out of bounds, and he said, "I said, come on now." And he goes, "I got the best handles in the game, man. You know that." And I thought, "You do, you do." I got that on camera too. That's so that's pretty cool. One event in history you would have loved to have been courtside for. Oh, could one- be sporting event, could be anything in history that you would have loved to have been courtside for. Oh my god. You gosh. get that courtside view. One event in history, I would probably say I want the the birth of the birth of Jesus, dare I say it? I want to I want to I want to that would have been cool. Yeah. If it was like they say, that would have been Well, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. Then I would be the dude who knows. You would be the truth teller. I'd oh. be like, hey, I was there. It happened. <laughs> You'd have crazy clout if you knew. Oh my gosh, I'd be the man. Yeah. I'd be the man. Or when they walked on the moon. Did they? Right. I don't know, Kyrie. Did they? <laughs> I would love to have uh, been there for the birth of Jesus, probably. Yeah. Lamorne, what should people be on the lookout for? Or should they follow you on social? I'm a fan of your TikTok. You hate oh. it. Where can people find you? Sure. I mean, you can find me at home, Shella. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, too. Uh, at Lamorne, you know. Um, yeah. Well, just, you know, pay attention. Just be out there on the lookout. Mm-hmm. I'm always around. Yeah. I don't I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I don't want to oversaturate you all with silliness. But, you know, I, I act because I love it. I perform because I love it. And um, I don't want to just be a trend. I just I just want to I want to I want to be here forever you want that longevity career like lebron like lebron like morgan freeman you guys are twins thank you for saying so me and morgan mm-hmm. freeman we have matching moles <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching make sure that you like and subscribe and we'll see you next time thank you <laughs>